So today's podcast in Life Lessons is with Jessica Cording and Jessica's over in New York. She's not a native New Yorker, she's from near there. We're going to find out a little bit about that in a minute. Um, and Jessica's actually registered dietitian and health coach. And we were fascinated when we heard about Jessica because she's had some really incredible life lessons that's taken her on this whole journey about how you treat your body, your mind, how it's linked. So we thought we had to get her on and A, give us some tips today and just to really find out about how that journey's happened for Jessica. So welcome, Jessica. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And guys, I wish you had video because Jessica's literally like glowing with health. So trust yeah. me, whatever it is that she tells us to do over the next half hour or so, yeah. go do it, go buy it. Oh, like it's a no-brainer. She looks She's incredible. Got long, flowing, beautiful blonde, blonde hair. hair. Lovely teeth and beautiful. a nice glow. But it's lovely to get to know you, Jessica. So thanks for being with us. It's so nice to be here. So then, take take us back. Then, where did this? Um, you know, where did? How did it come about? This real passion that you've got for for diet, health, well being. How did it all start? Yeah. So I I grew up around people who were not well. Um, a lot of cancer in my family, heart conditions, mm -hmm. and a lot of people in my family trying crazy diets that didn't help them get better. Kind of just ruined their relationship with food. Um, mm. Even as a kid, I, I knew that there was some connection, but that that way was not the right path. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I kind of, uh, I also played a lot of sports growing up. I'm a secret tomboy. And um, so I was also aware that there was a connection between how I performed with, you know, sports and what I was eating. But I didn't, I didn't study that the first time around. I went and got a degree in writing because that was my other uh, passion. Right. But I, I found myself um, in New York after graduation and I was, um, you know, I was just working a few jobs. I wasn't really, I wasn't really happy. I didn't know what I was doing, what I wanted to do next. Um, I knew I wanted to, to write and I wanted to help people in some capacity, but I think I, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm 20, I'm 22. I'll figure it out eventually. But I was living with a boyfriend at that time who was vegetarian and I, I was raised to be a people pleaser. That was just how I was brought up. And I, um, you know, it was just an environment where I felt like um, I had to be vegetarian too. Mm. Uh, for some people, um, vegetarianism can be a really healthy diet. I, I am a big believer in plant-based diets. And whether you include animal protein or not, I think that there is a lot of variation in what's the right approach for an individual. But I was really young. I had um, no real knowledge beyond get protein. So mm -hmm. I remember I just was hungry all the time. Um, I was crying every day. And I, I thought that was because relationships are hard. I'm an adult and this is this is what a relationship is when you're an adult. Who wants to cry every day when you're a grown up? Isn't it awful that that's what we think is yeah, normal? Yeah. Like <laughs> I thought maybe I'm just not trying hard enough and like, right. you know, I was I was so hungry. I felt like I could not keep weight on, which, you know, for a woman to say is something like almost you know. Yeah. It was um and I I didn't really have a lot of friends or family nearby. And I just remember it was a really lonely time. I was working really hard. Um, but I, I decided in the middle of that, um, you know, and I didn't know yet at the time, this was before I had gone back to school to study nutrition. I didn't know yet that I was deficient in vitamin D 
which makes you really depressed um, and is not good for your bone health. I didn't know that I was deficient in vitamin B12. Um, I didn't know that I was low in iron. Um, I didn't know that I was lacking in omega-3 fatty acids. Um, all really important nutrients for being at your optimal wellness. And I ended up, I was sick all the time. I had no energy. I ended up with like a, a stress fracture-like injury in both of my arms. Wow. Um, and you know, at this point I, so I ended, I did in the middle of all this, um, I did go back to school. Um, I had had a, a light bulb moment. I was, I took a job working as, um, an office manager for an acupuncturist. I just got to this breaking point in my work life where I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do, but what kind of environment do I want to show up in every day? And I was like, well, I always liked going to the chiropractor when I was a kid. Maybe I'll find a chiropractor's office. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother was very open to the alternative wellness therapies and such. And so I went on, on Craigslist and I found this, this job for the acupuncturist. And it was really um, working at her office with her patients and ghostwriting her blog and marketing materials and studying Chinese medicine, um, which is what made me decide that I wanted to pursue nutrition as an actual career path. That I had that moment of like, well, maybe this is how I can help people because this is an interest and I want to see where this goes. And um, I remember I, I went and I, I applied, I, I got into the program and I was so excited and I thought my boyfriend was going to be like happy for me that I had like figured out what I wanted to do. And I remember um, he said, he was furious. He was so angry that I had not asked him about it before oh. applying. Okay. Is that when you realized it wasn't about vegetarianism anymore then? This is like a control it, That was when it started to dawn on me. Yeah. And I, at first I, I, I did question, I was like, gosh, am I, am I being, you know, am I, was it selfish of me not to ask for, you know, I, I was like 23 at the time. Um, but I went, I went anyway. I was like, screw this. This feels right. I'm going to do it. I listened to my gut. Um, and it was really hard. Um, I will say that um, it took about another year before I finally got the guts to ask my doctor, like, what's wrong with me? Something doesn't feel right in my body. And I'm trying to follow this diet, but I feel like I'm losing my mind. Am I crazy? And I, I remember this really clearly. Um, the, the boyfriend said to me, um, I said I was going to go see the doctor because I didn't feel good. I didn't know it was wrong. And he said, well, just better not come home with a diagnosis of like fibromyalgia or something. And I, that was sort of when I was like, gee, you know, I, I think I just, I didn't feel like I had any support in my life. And I, I don't, you know, I know that what's in the past is in the past, but I did have some kind of uncomfortable learning moments where I kind of had to learn that, you know, gosh, I need to be my own advocate. And really look after my own wellness because you can't guarantee there's going to be someone else doing it for you. Yeah. Um, so that was all your own body, right? Like you're in your body 24 seven. You right. can't be talked out of stress how that feels or stress. stress yeah. Like yeah. clearly something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, well, what I found out was, um, you know, because I was deficient in vitamin D, my bones were really weak. Wow. I, and I really hadn't learned yet that in vegetarianism, it's not just about protein, that it's also some of these other really important nutrients. Yeah, I can talk. Some of these important nutrients that you need to be on top of. Yeah. And if you plan it well, 
and you are feeling great on a vegetarian diet that covers your bases, awesome. Mm. But I was not in that place. Yeah. Um, I did, I did try to be a vegetarian when I was at university, like I was like 18, 19. I did when it was longer than that. I was, I was vegetarian for four or five years, but I don't like beans or pulses or anything like that. So I really struggled to, and I always remember like, I was always tired. I could sleep all day. My gums were white. I had no color in my lips or anything, but I just, I really struggled with the emotional thing around eating animals. I didn't mind eating fish. I was okay with that, but I didn't feel well. And I did it for like a long time with no education really on what I should be doing going to sleep craving bacon sandwiches and things like that and I did give in eventually literally the colour came back in my face after about 48 hours mm -hmm. I still can't believe I went for that long mm -hmm. and, and I was really unhealthy because what I probably did is replace it with lots of fats I ate loads of cheese and things like that do you know what I mean so I kind of wasn't having protein was having loads and loads of fat and carbs so mm -hmm. not good not no. good yeah, like now there's more resources out there, which is so great. But this was like 10, 12 years ago, and I just, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And I yeah. just so desperately wanted to have a happy home life that I was just so tuned out of my own body. Um, yeah. That's why now I work so hard with my clients saying, you are the expert on you. Like, you know what feels normal, what feels good, what doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I had to learn that for myself. I really was not practicing that. Mm. we we find this a lot though don't we that people aren't tuned into their own body because mm -hmm. so we we really understand how stress can physically affect you or anxiety or just um, mental ill health can, can be be a physical symptom in your body yeah and yet a lot of people don't recognize yeah it. they don't recognize that symptom mm -hmm. physically as something that's linked to how they feel emotionally mm -hmm. or mentally mm. right we think we're it's just us or that we're crazy or that we you know, or we don't recognize that stress might be behind what's causing physical symptoms. I mean, that's mm, yeah, a lot. It so, a lot. So, so when did you ditch the boyfriend? So here's what you happened. I, I noticed that the better, <laughs> right? the better I did, the worse we did. So the more that I learned in school and the better handle I got on my nutrition, I noticed that we seemed to grow further apart. And I remember when I turned 25, I, and I wrote an article about this for shape a few years ago. Cause I was like, I can't be the only one who's gone through this. Um, but I, he hated eggs and I love eggs and I was craving them so bad. So for my 25th birthday, my present to myself, I went and I bought a half a dozen eggs. And I remember I was in the store. You went wild then, yeah. I was like, <laughs> stress sweating. I was so scared. I was like, what's he going to say when he gets home? And I was like, you know what? I don't really care. And it took about a year, but just other life things kind of drew us further apart from each other. And, um, you know, and I think it was right before I began my clinical internship um, at the hospital, we, um, we parted ways. And, um, you know, it's interesting. It was the thing that led to me integrating writing into my work. Because he always used to tell me that nobody would take me seriously if I was a nutritionist who was a writer as well. That if I had a creative side, that that was not okay. And okay. I, but when he moved out, I had, I got the apartment. This is a very New York thing, I think, where like, I'm like, oh crap, I'm in Midtown. I have this one bedroom. I, and I didn't want to ask for help from my parents. I really didn't want to get a roommate. So I was like, well, 
what can I do? I was about to be working 40 hours a week in the hospital and going to class um, and already having another part-time job. So I was like, how am I going to make this extra like 1300 bucks a month or whatever it was? And so I was like, well, I can write, I can freelance. So I reached out to like every editor I knew or was interested in working with. And I said, hey, I, uh, do you print student, do you publish student work? And most of them said no, but a few said no, but send us your portfolio anyway. And those few that, that took a chance on me, you know, I was able to make up that, that income that I needed to pay the rent. And that was really the light bulb moment for me. That was like, oh, you know what? I can do both of these things and they uh -huh. can each other really well. Well, yeah, because you could be the best in the world at something, but writing's a really good way to share with the world, isn't it? Like what it is that you're gifted in. So, And well done you mm -hmm. for not allowing your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend's beliefs to be your to be become your, your beliefs so he had limited beliefs which you you potentially believe for a long time and then you split up and actually quite quickly thought right well let's test the theory yeah, actually that, was, that, that wasn't a belief isn't factually correct is it yeah no, i think that um i see this in other women too and i've been here in different different facets of my i think we all go through these kinds of situations sometimes um i would like to hope that i'm past it but i'm sure you know, you repeat mistakes sometimes in different ways. Yeah. But um, I think that um, I, I see, especially women, like we tend to put our own beliefs on hold or we, we try to tell ourselves like, no, it's just me. Or maybe I'm not understanding this, you know, maybe they're right about this. And we kind of put ourselves on hold for a while. And for those like, three or four years that I was living um, with this, I just, I, it wasn't me. It was, it's like a life that happened to someone else. And as soon as I moved into that new phase, I was like, oh, right. I'm myself again. This is how I'm supposed to feel. And I'm allowed to do these things that make me feel good. Yeah. 100%. We're glad that you did. We're still so glad yeah. that you did. And like for people listening to Dave, for me, it's about recognizing that controlling relationships don't necessarily come with someone flying at you with the fists. So my first marriage, Jessica, was very, very unhappy in terms of he was mentally controlling and physically abusive. And, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. So for anyone listening, it's not like you walk in one day and it all happens. You know, you love these people and it could be men or women. You love them. They start just chipping away at your confidence with, oh, really? You think that's good? Oh, no. Oh, I like you better in that other outfit. You know, you look, your bum looks a bit big in that. It's so subtle and it's so small. And it's like, and then you look back, like you said, a year or two down the line and you're like, I don't actually remember who I was, but you're questioning yourself all the time and you're mm -hmm. right to have those thoughts and feelings and thinking that you're being dramatic or high maintenance mm -hmm. or imagining stuff. And it's like, it's, it's, it's really insidious how it creeps up on you. Mm -hmm. I will say it, it did take a little while to come out from under that. Like I did have a very good therapist that I was working with. So that yeah. was very helpful. But in terms of the food piece, like I was so used to following his style mm -hmm. of eating that it took me about, I, 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 you know, I'm a healthcare professional. And I, I think that sometimes people think that people they see out in the media ha had just kind of woke up you know yeah looking that way or yeah. yeah living that life and I had I call it the overthink monster because I would look at a menu and I had so trained myself to look for the whatever was vegetarian that it took me about six months to get past mm -hmm. that and to start really being like what do I want to eat 
Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of work, a lot of reminding myself, like, hey, you know, you can order anything on this that you want. Like, you don't have to eat vegetarian. Mm-hmm. It took some reprogramming, so to yeah. speak. And I think um, women tend to beat up on themselves when they're having those overthinking thoughts and they're like, why am I not past this? Why can't I just eat intuitively? Um, and it, it sometimes it takes a while to get there. Well, you didn't, you didn't become that person who was scared to eat eggs in 24 hours. You know, it took years <laughs> to that point when you were scared to buy eggs. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's going to take a few months to un- unwire and unravel that and create new beliefs and behaviors yeah. again, isn't it? So, so well done anyway. So yeah. that's, and then, yeah. you, you, so then you had some more physical and emotional stress, didn't you? Because your father became ill and then a, little, a pattern emerged, didn't it? Where you put your own needs again on the back burner because you were focused on someone else. So do you want to share a little bit around that? Yeah. So, you know, so after, you know, it, I did finally come to a place of normalcy um, and just felt like physically, um, in terms of what I was feeding myself, I felt like much more stable. And, you know, as I began working in hospitals and gradually started to um, grow my own practice, um, you know, I did about two, almost two years ago, um, about a year and a half. Of, we'll, we'll say it was, it was in June of 2017. Um, my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer which like a lot of those sneaky GI cancers, by the time they're actually diagnosed, they're just everywhere. He was, he was really sick. Um, And my whole life kind of turned upside down overnight. And, um, you know, I, I dropped as much as I could just to be there and spend as much time as possible and help as much as I could. Cause you know, my mother, my sister and I, we all have our own businesses. And we all um, are, you know, so thank goodness we could be flexible with our, with our schedules. Um, That is, you know, a strange blessing. Um, But I, that was when I did finally leave my last clinical job because I was just like, my dad's sick. I got to be there. But um, I was still juggling a lot of freelance projects, my clients. I was still doing a lot of corporate events here and there. And I, I mean, I'll be honest with with you guys, I was burning myself out. And that was just with my professional life. With my family, I was spending as much time as I could out with them in New Jersey, which is for me, it was like a, you know, half hour, hour trip door to door. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't sleeping well. Um, and so when you're not sleeping well, that makes everything so much worse. And so yeah. I was very tuned out of what was going on in my body and of the effect that the stress and the sleep deprivation we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in the midst of us, my sister was getting married. <laughs> so we were planning oh, a wedding too. Oh, that was really like bittersweet. Like oh. uh, your sister's getting married, but your dad was poorly. Oh. And- well, you know, she, they had planned for her to get married in May of 2018. And then when he was diagnosed, his do- you know, we asked the doctors, they were like, we said, should we move up the wedding? And they said, yeah, <laughs> you should move up the wedding. Oh, wow. um, so we learned that it is possible to plan a wedding in less than three months. <laughs> wow. People make you think it has to be this long drawn out thing, but it, it was beautiful. It was, um, we had, a, you know, she had a big ass wedding with all the friends and family and my dad had a wonderful time and it was just such a wonderful, I don't really like weddings, but it was, I had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, oh. But I was one of the, you know, maids of honor. So there were, it was also very stressful. And 
you know, I had like all the fun stuff. Like I, I pulled like a, I had an old sports injury come back to haunt me. So I had to go back to physical therapy. Um, my personal life was in all kinds of weird places. Um, and you know, I, but I, um, I had a few chances to have wake up calls, but the one that finally, um, got to me was I developed, um, actually because of a manicure, I got an infection from a manicure from the wedding and it got really bad and I had to have, um, I had to go on antibiotics. So I was on like four different rounds of antibiotics, which is, you guys probably know, um, it wipes out the bad stuff, but it also wipes out the good stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and there's a lot, our, our gut bacteria, like our gut, you know, there's this whole like second brain that lives there, so to speak, called the enteric nervous system. And the gut and the brain, they talk to each other. And we were just not having clear communications. It was <laughs> It was bad. It was, um, you know, my, I felt like my work life was suffering. My romantic life was suffering because I just couldn't think or communicate clearly. I was so tired. I had, you know, my social life was definitely on the back burner because a lot of my life was hanging out with my dad and like writing while sitting, you know, next to his bed or like watching TV with him. So even though I was going through the motions with like, I was still on top of eating well and exercising the sleep piece and the antibiotics, just, I felt like a zombie. Um, but I, one of the antibiotics, I, um, the infection wasn't clearing up. So the person taking care of me said, well, let's try this one. And I turned out to be allergic to it, but I was so checked out on my body that I thought the rash that was like creeping up all over me was um, an eczema outbreak. I was like, well, I'm stressed out. I have sensitive skin. It's nothing. It's just eczema. Yeah. So I, I tried to go to work the next day. I was doing um, corporate wellness counseling at a TV network and they had a you know, beautiful wellness center there. But my colleague, a nurse practitioner, I get, I get in that day and she takes one look at me. Um, the rash had creeped up to my neck and my, my face was swelling. My eyes were swelling shut. My throat was starting to shut. She says, okay, I don't want to freak you out, but you are going into anaphylaxis. Um, we're going to stop it. You're going to be fine. You're just going to feel really stoned for the day but you're going to sit in the back room and we're going to cancel all your patients. And uh, yeah, you're just going to think. And yeah, I had a, a literally an entire day to just kind of sit there and think about my life and what was working, what was not working. Mm -hmm. And a big piece of what was not working was the stress management piece oh. and um, the sleep piece and of the self-care piece. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy though? Because I think that's really important for everybody here is that it wasn't that you weren't like being active or you weren't eating like burgers for your breakfast. In your words, you're going through the motions of the health, but because one piece or two pieces are missing around your stress management, around your, your sleep, which are really big parts of it. There was physical, like physical reactions in your body with your immunity system which some, most people will be thinking, well, I, I eat well. And you hear that a lot, but I eat well. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. <laughs> what about everything else, right? So, Well, cortisol, you know, everybody's favorite stress hormone. <laughs> Very mm -hmm. powerful stuff. Um, you know, I knew that for me, like my heart was racing all the time because I was always rushing to get out to my dad or I was rushing to an appointment or trying to juggle everything. I wasn't sleeping well, but I, I had these wacky food cravings. And even though they were healthy cravings, 
um, they were bizarre, like things I had never craved before. Like all I wanted to eat was a uh, wild sardines packed in olive oil. And I was eating them. All I wanted was, and it's, I, I still think it's delicious, but I'd never craved sardines in my life. I was like, what's going on? I wasn't pregnant. Um, but I wanted to eat them with arugula salad and um, avocado and radishes cooked in lots of butter with tons of salt. I was just like, I don't know what this is about, but let me think about it. And what is that about? Like, what is it that's in that? What, is that your body literally telling you that there's something in that that you know you want? Exactly. Yeah. So when I really thought about it, I noted that pretty much all of those foods were addressing the higher levels of cortisol in my body. Um, I did end up going to my doctor to get checked to see where, where my levels were at. And she was like, yeah, you're a little dehydrated, your cortisol's up, um, you're definitely not sleeping enough, you need to drink more water, like what's going on with you emotionally? Um, but so the, um, the sardines, they're a really great source of um, omega-3 fatty acids. Mm -hmm. And um, this, those fish oil, the fish-based omega-3s, like the EPA, the DHA, um, there's been a lot of research looking at their um, ability to help counteract the effect of cortisol. Um, so it's not mysterious to me that I was craving that like crazy because when my, you know, my cortisol levels being pretty high, I think that my body on some level just wanted to like, you know, yeah. offset that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, healthy fats are very important for our brain health. So again, the olive oil that the sardines were packed in, the avocado, um, very soothing to the brain, to the nervous system. So at a time when I was feeling totally wigged out, it was, and the butter also very high in fat. I mean, not unusual to be craving really high energy, high mm -hmm. fat foods. Even when they're healthy, um, it can still, you know, when you notice that it's much more than usual, that can be your body's way of saying like, okay, something is up, what's happening with you? Well, look, it's a second brain. I love it when you've written that down. It's like you've got two brains, it's your second brain. Because we talk about your gut being, as in your instinct, your GPS system. But actually, like, literally, your, your gut, isn't it? What lives in it and what it tells you is. And, and well, I've probably talked about this before, but I have gone to see a dietitian, a naturopathic, in, from February this year. So it's been, what, six, seven, eight, nine months. And it's... I, I understand all the language that you're talking about because it's very much that's what I had high levels of cortisol running around um, and it was the gut health piece that's what I've been working on with what I eat what I drink um, and also herbal supplements so B12 B6 I'm now now I'm now on omega-3 so all of the things that you're talking about is a program that I've been on over the last six seven eight months um, of my diet and also and my sleep when, the last time I went to see the lady that I work with, she actually ran through all of the symptoms that I'd gone to her with in um, April this year. And I I couldn't believe all of these things that I'd told her that were wrong with it. Like you just dropping the bits. Was <laughs> you and it's, I was like, did I? Did I really? And now, you know, six, seven, however many months on, it's, it's totally different. And I'm not there yet. So I'm still on Omega 3, B6. You know, I've still got things going on, but I, I'm much more tuned into my body. Um, and I know what I need. But this is why you're more than a dietitian, aren't you, as well, yeah. Jessica? Because you are a, a dietitian and a, a health coach because yeah. you see that overall yeah. picture of someone and you can do that virtually. You no, know, I don't have to be in your office for you to help me yeah. with that, right? If you feel like I need help. 
So that's why I got that additional training as a health coach. I'd been a dietitian for about five years and I had to take a step back and be like, well, no, it's not just what are you putting in your mouth? It's what's the big picture of what's happening in your life. And yeah, you know, it's some, it's, I often find, honestly, it's rarely about the food, you know, mm-hmm. like if I had gone to a dietitian when I was going through stuff last winter, like I would have come to her saying like, oh my God, I'm eating kimchi, I'm eating kimchi like straight from the jar. What's wrong with me? Yeah. And like, you know, I, I, but I feel like a health coach might be like, well, you're, you're craving, I mean, a diet, I feel like dietitians now are getting better training in terms of the coaching lifestyle modification. And I think that that holistic approach is becoming more, um, I think we're moving more in that direction. But, you know, when I was doing my training, it was like clinical uh, food service or private practice. And um, so I had to really pursue that training outside of my um, years with like the clinical nutrition piece. And, um, you know, I, it, I had to realize like maybe I wanted to eat kimchi and sauerkraut 24-7 because my gut bacteria, you know, I needed to re- repopulate with those good probiotic bacteria that you find in fermented foods. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. Again, more people with boxes. You can be that, you can be that, you can be that, but you can't be a bit of both. <laughs> and, and, and for me, and for people who were listening, mine was, I literally have had an operation previously a few years ago and didn't realise that the reason that I had growth was because of hormone levels, which I now know this year. I didn't know that then when I made the decision to have an operation. Then the doctors told me this year, I needed another operation, which was due to growth, which I now know is down to hormone levels. So for anyone listening who are in their mid-40s, <laughs> who are maybe experiencing some of the things that we're talking about now, get your hormones checked, is my advice. Yeah, and speak yeah. to someone, speak to someone yeah. like Jessica, who yeah, might absolutely. give you another option before you go. Because Not doctors surgery. will always recommend a surgical option, right? Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, it's all to do with the money and the drug companies yeah, and all the rest yeah. of it, isn't it? But they're going to give you a medicine. And often, and my gripe on this, Jessica, is that often a doctor will give you a prescription or send you to see a surgical consult and they haven't even physically touched you. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I've yeah. had that experience too. And I, I find, um, I, I see this happen a lot to women. I don't, you know, I imagine it happens to men too. But I, al- I always encourage my clients or even people who reach out to me about consults, like if they have like certain symptoms, I actually sometimes won't even work with them until they've gotten an assessment. But it sometimes can be hard to find a doctor who will listen to you. I cannot tell you how many women have told me, you know, I went to my doctor complaining about this and they just said, oh, it's because you're, you're, you know, in your late thirties and you're tired and it's because you're a mom or that's just what happens. And they, or, you know, they say, they'll say, Hey, my doctor told me I have high blood sugar. I need to lower my blood sugar, but they don't tell them how, or they don't tell them where to find the resources to help them do that. It's like there's this missing link and just a lack of communication and I think it's a huge part as absolutely. well, isn't it though? Yeah. Yeah. But you need a healthcare professional who's really going to listen to you. Um, but that said, that's why it's so important to own your expertise over your own body because yeah. you really are the expert on you. Mm-hmm. Okay then. So where are you now then? Tell everybody, we want to make sure there's a happy ending for you because obviously your dad was really poorly. So that must've been a lot to go through. Yeah, you know, it was it was tough. Losing my dad was really hard, but he 
we had such a great time together. Like we really made the best of that time that we had. And I, I really, you know, and it's even during that time when he was really ill, you know, I, I think that just um, that loving energy and just that positive thinking, even in the midst of some really dark stuff was really helpful for me. Um, you know, where I'm at now, I mean, my practice has been growing. Um, I have a book coming out in January, 2020. Um, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's based on the approach that I take with my clients. So I'm, I'm really excited to be able to share that as a resource to help people. Um, it's a lot of what we talked about with making healthy living approachable and enjoyable and just really helping us stress less in our lives and be kinder to ourselves. Yeah. What, what's, has it got a title then? Is that all agreed yet or is it still underway? Yeah, so we're, we're doing an official announce in January but um, with the publisher, but it's, um, it's called The Little Book of Game Changers. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, in January of 2020. Well, wow. will you still speak to us when you're like a number one world-class leading author? Will you still speak to us? Oh, yes. Yeah, you guys know where to find me. <laughs> I love what you're doing. Oh, well, we Thank love you. what you're doing yeah. too. So final thoughts. Yeah, yeah, final thoughts. What would you like to leave everybody with today? What's your paid forward message for your life lesson? Yeah, so my, my life lesson has been, well, there's, there's two that I would really say. One is that um, if you want to trust your gut, you should take care of it. Mm -hmm. But again, I know I keep saying it, but really you are the expert on you. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. and spend time getting to really know what you feels like on a good day and bad day I think is it's like tune into you what does that yeah. look like when you feel at your best or when you feel tired with yeah. how does that manifest so yeah it's so beneficial just checking with yourself and being like okay what am I thinking what am I feeling how is this affecting me what do I need right now yeah yeah well I think we need to come back in a little while and revisit all these messages so maybe when it's near your book launch yeah. then we can um, do this again and you know by then so people hear those messages all over again yeah, I would love that. well honestly I've learned so much I've taken yeah. notes people apart from the fact that like my gut is my second brain which I love I'm thinking to get my vitamin D checked out my B12 and I'm just <laughs> loving that all the things you're saying I'm already doing she's doing so and my, I'm not my so dietitian <laughs> knows what she's talking about so this is good I'm not paying money for nothing absolutely well thank you jessica your big friend you're the friend for the show so yes, we look you. forward to keeping in touch and hearing about your progress yeah, thank you thank you so much for having me thank you, thank you.